Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Tom Gibbous, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. On September 16th at the Irvine Auditorium in Philadelphia, gamers and music lovers alike will be rewarded with a night of appreciation for one of the greatest games and musical scores in history, in the gaming history, I should say. The event is known as A New World, Intimate Music from Final Fantasy, which celebrates the 35th anniversary of the Legendary series. It is my pleasure to introduce Arnie and Eric Roth, who is the music directors and composers for AWR Music, as we talk about this grand event and more. Gentlemen, welcome to Talk Time Live. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. (laughs) It is my pleasure, and many of our viewers and, and uh, listeners who are just big fans of this genre and you guys being able to do this, it's just quite awesome, I tell you. Great. So, you guys are in Chicago right now? Right. That's right. How's the weather out there, just out of curiosity? Humid. Today. Humid today. Yeah, it's like 85 and humid or something like that today. It's supposed to be yeah. better tomorrow. Thunderstorms. Yeah, they expected. always say that, and then it turns up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, low, low stakes to predicting the weather, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so let's get underway. Um, I want to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know, like, first off, just for our listeners and our, and, and, and our viewers, how did, um, how did this whole thing come about, this tour? Pop, you're on. So when you <laughs> say this tour, the entire... The entire, well, this particular New World uh, tour. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, back in 2013, mm-hmm. um, we had just celebrated the 25th anniversary yeah, of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, and we were talking about being able to expand and diversify within the Final Fantasy community. Right. That we kept finding the Distant Worlds production is large, right? It's a big production. It's over a hundred musicians, video screen, only certain venues and certain presenters and orchestras can actually afford it in terms of the finances and, uh, and the, the resources necessary, a great orchestra, chorus, etc. We wanted to have an alternative that could go into different kinds of venues, universities, colleges, uh, alternative music, Um, settings, uh, performing arts centers, smaller ones, right? And we kept thinking about how can we launch this? And and basically, that's that's the story that we came up with the chamber music version, um, 
which is a very unique thing and very com- a very different uh, experience from distant worlds. It's it is literally what's in the title. It's intimate. It's <laughs> you're you're getting very close to the performers. You're right. You're really all about the music on stage. There's no video content. You know, it's it's right. really about uh, hearing these uh, spectacular and beloved themes in these intimate settings. Right. Yeah, you know, Pop. Uh, forgive me just for a second. It was actually 2012 that we did that preview event. I'm, I'm confident about it. Was the first 2014 <laughs> was the, the, the premiere in oh, London. Oh, yeah, we did right? a preview. We did That's a, right. preview, a preview event in 2012. That's right. Um, That's and right. I know some people were there, so if they happen to hear this, I don't, they were like, hey. What, you know. Um, but, you know, and the other thing is about the music, right? Yeah. When we, you know, there's just so much of it in all of these games. And yeah. and not all of it, it says, wow, this should be for a big orchestra and chorus. Some right. of it, you know, it says like uh, I mean when you listen to it, um, this is for some smaller forces, and that's going to be the really beautiful, elegant thing that we want to experience. That's why so, I think I really appreciate that you guys were coming to Philly and the uh, University of Penn area. That because I mean, what better place in Philly to do it? One, um, I'm only being biased because I'm just literally just a mile away from it. I can walk to that distance, but I mean. It's it's a real, you say intimate and that's awesome because you get moments that only you get and only you can experience and share and just memorable moments for those who are going to attend. It's it's a very, it, it is a very special feeling and I, I'm looking forward to checking this out definitely. Thanks a lot. I mean, like one of the one of the the really special things about a new world is that you, you know you can hear and see everything. You know, yeah. like there's no mystery about who's doing what. You right. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's that's really cool to like be able to experience the constructions of the music and understand right. like, you know, it's unavoidable that understanding right. from being so close and and experiencing it being performed. So, yeah, that's really heart pounding moments, too. I, I'm so looking for like um, a brother, uh, my brother in law, you know, he's a um, he plays the cello and he used to play for uh, Temple University. So, um, you know, he's in Germany now, but I'm sure he was really jealous of the fact that you guys are coming up here because he's, really, he's in Germany. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, Eric's doing I will it. remind him to check the website yeah. for that. February. <laughs> sure. No, no, but he's going to be in yeah. Germany in uh, February doing a doing new a world, new world yeah. as a matter of fact. It's fantastic. And- yeah. And then the two other shows that we're about to announce. <laughs> I, will assure, I will assure you. I will, assure, I will make. Plenty sure, and I know he's going to watch this. I'm going to make plenty sure that he actually uh, checks this out in person. So, now, thank you. Final Fantasy debuted in nineteen, mostly in Japan in 1987, and premiered in the Nintendo Entertainment System, aka the Famicom, using MIDI sound back then, and you know to orchestrate the game soundtrack. And it wasn't until like a decade later that the quality of the music, you know involved with Final Fantasy VII, which provided a theatrical uh, sound that gave us a big-budget Hollywood feel, you know, for the first time in the industry. Is it, it's pretty much safe to say that we've all, three of us, have lived through many generations of video games at this point. Um, did you two ever thought that video game, the video game industry would evolve to this level, let alone with, with the use of an orchestra? Arnie, I'll start with you with that. Yeah, well... Um, if I go back to the genesis of our relationship with Square Enix and Nobu Uematsu and the start of all this, back at that point, yeah, 
the only concerts of video game music were happening in Japan. I mean, yeah. this is since the late 1990s, basically, yeah. without video content. It was just an orchestra concert, you know, right. and uh, very popular in Japan. Not surprised. When it first first contemplated bringing it to the United States, that was Dear Friends music yeah. from Final Fantasy, and uh, we did the first public concert in February of 2008. Eight? I'm not no. going to be able to help with this one. I, I think it was earlier. I think it Wait, was earlier. Much earlier. Yeah, it was 2005. Right. Sorry. Right. Okay. 2005. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because and More Friends was 2005. It was at the end of that year. Yeah, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So we started doing Dear Friends a couple of times, More Friends, and then Nobu decided that one of his big goals was to bring the music of Final Fantasy to a global audience because, they're, yeah. of course, the community is global. And he wanted to get that out around the world. And that's what Distant Worlds was uh, uh, born with that ambition to try to push the music of Final Fantasy and expose it in Southeast Asia, in yeah. Australia, in Europe, um, and the rest of North America. And he saw the so potential of what this can eventually be, and it, it's coming into fruition as I we speak. Also, I think he also just loves the concert setting of the music. Yeah. You know, as do all of us, you know, we, we love the power and the uh, impact that the music has live. It is live music. We're used to, as fans, hearing a recording at the same tempo, at the same compression and looping every 90 seconds or whatever. Right. right. That's not what the live concert is. Right. Either New World or Distant Worlds. It's this big, impactful live thing. The music lives in the air here. And uh, there are concert suites that are designed for the stage. So it's really a, a unique experience for fans. Um, and they're reliving what they were doing in the game at that moment when the music is being played. You know, right. there's a real one-to-one -one connection with, you know, Xanarchan, Aerith's theme, you know, you name it. Um, uh, all these wonderful things. Yeah, with uh, with intimate, I think it's it's uh, maybe even a, a stronger connection. I think I I remember people just sitting there stunned on a lot of the New World uh, performances because they're so close. They can see the oboe playing this. They can see the first violin playing that. Yeah. You know what the percussion is doing. So, you know that's a different kind of um, involvement with the audience. There are a lot of great scores out there in, in the gaming world nowadays, uh, which is very common, but none like Final Fantasy. What fascinates you both, you know, about the music in that game series? Eric, I'll start with you on this one. Thanks. Well, I, I said it before and I say it often, uh, the amount of it, you know, the amount of it, the variety the way that the the Final Fantasy uh, universe, I'll just say it that way, uh, yeah. can, can, continues to include more and more uh, musical expression. You know, different different modes and you know different personalities of the different composers. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we're we're all digging so much soaking right now with all the expansions and right. like you know, but you know, and and that's opening uh, the Final Fantasy universe to more possibilities, right? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, and musical possibilities. I'm talking specifically in this case. Right. So, I mean, I think that. I think that that kind of expansive, inclusive dedication to beauty and these experiences is what's really special about uh, the Final Fantasy 
franchise generally and the music. And then last but not least, like how we feel as a community together, Mm -hmm. you know, experiencing these things with the vibrating air molecules in the room together. And, you know, it's uh, it's just it's it's some very special stuff that I know that we both treasure a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Arnie, you want to add on to that? Well, the only thing that I would say is you were you were touching on that, that there is. I think you said there's no other games like that. And, right. you know, the, the point is, is that we have looked around and we search around. There are some other games that have, um, you know, single single uh, player kind of single shooter kind of games right. that have a big heroic main theme that's fantastic musically. Right. But all the gameplay itself tends to be fairly wallpaper, you know, either percussion loops or various other things like that. It's not like the Final Fantasy world where every character, every battle, every environment, uh, every plot twist, you know, uh, every level up, you know, they all have their own musical themes. Right. And I put that squarely on the lap of Nobuo Matsu. He started it that way in 1987. He set up the template that way. And all the things that come after that have followed that template. The template and the expectation. Yeah. You know, absolutely. The expectation. So, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's actually a very traditional way of writing, um, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you have specific themes and you have variations on that theme and it develops over different uh, years. He'll bring yeah. back a theme on another game. Uh, this is very classical, even though he's not a classical composer, you know, right. he doesn't, he, he claims to not have that training, but it's very traditional in terms of the way he respects melody and structure all the time. That's the most important thing for him. So it's almost uh, like he has a. It, it's yeah. almost like he has a kinesthetic ability to just pick it up easy and <laughs> just go with uh, go with that. I Look, agree. Yeah, but it's really <laughs> difficult to write a beautiful melody. That's not. Yeah. That's not something that a lot of people do well. A lot of people right. do the craft part very well. Mm-hmm. You know, arrange it, orchestrate it, do variations on things, right. uh, adapt it for various action. But writing a melody that's going to live for all time, <laughs> I mean, this is, there's you very know, few or, that do this or, well. Or, or like a couple hundred. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Like right. Thousand, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and, then, you know? And, then, and then also, I would add, have the ability to recognize immediately which one that belongs to and what character that belongs to as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, like classic, like, I, you know, uh, I, identities. Of, right. of melodies that that are unforgettable, you know. Nobu Matsu, to rare. me, like he na- he doesn't just create music. To me, he narrates within his music. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's the way he personally connects with these characters. I've got mm-hmm. to tell you, I know personally that he plays all the games, <laughs> right? He's <laughs> and he's you know he's really uh, he's played all of them. And I will also say that this particular year on on thirty fifth anniversary of Final Fantasy, we're looking. Square Enix wanted us to look a little more deeply on one through six mm-hmm. because of the remaster, pixel remaster issue, um, yeah. reissues. And so it's really interesting for us to go back and look at some of the, the early stuff that, as you say, were on computer chip, right? Right. Um, and now be adapting them for uh, concert versions. And I would have to say that you know, they adapt shockingly well. <laughs> Again, because of <laughs> melody and structure. I mean, look at some of the stuff with 
the opera from six and, you know, things like that. I mean, it's right. shocking how well that works. You know, he, he's, uh, He's one of a kind in, in terms of the video game industry, no question. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. shocking. I, I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but like it comes back to what you were saying before. It's about construction. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's about, you know, if you're going to, if I, I don't care if you're going to have it on, you know, like a couple different melodicas or whatever, you know, uh, if you're going to have like really well structured voices and harmonies and a melody that is unforgettable, like, yeah. We're going to be able to adapt it, yeah. you know, like it's right. going to work out, yeah. you know. Yeah, all the bones are there yeah. from the, you know, from the 8-bit uh, uh, tracks. They're, all the bones are there and sometimes a, an extreme amount of detail, actually. And it's very easy to, to expand that out to full orchestra. It's really not... Uh, there are other composers that are more challenging to expand out that way. Yeah. I uh, mean, there, be, there, there end up being different kinds of orchestration challenges yeah. with the different mm -hmm. generations of sound sources and things like that, right? It's like right. really, really different kinds of challenges, but that's kind of a different, you know, a different right. thing than like when you start with the gold, right? Like, right. you know, <laughs> that, that Uematsu-san is putting out there, then, you know, it's a good place yeah. to be. So, Eric, you know, you're the arranger of this event, and you have the unenviable task to go over, a, you know, a long list of Final Fantasy's, you know, legacy score ensembles, which, like you guys said, it was like hundreds <laughs> based on over probably 17 years of, of the series. It, how hard was it to pick and choose and create the arrangement for uh, to perform at first? Well... At first, or you mean like like now for this new uh, anniversary? I, think, I would I would only assume that right now it's you know you've assimilated into the process, but like when you first started, it was like, oh my god, what is all this? <laughs> well, I'm going to put this together into you know a whole entire concert. <laughs> well, I think that I think that what uh, you know Arnie was saying is is pretty you know right on that like the stuff would kind of jump out at us actually like when we were reviewing repertoire for Distant Worlds you know right. it's like you know because that was you know we tried to be open to you know uh, possibilities mm -hmm. and keep our ears open to. You know, how, you know, maybe we could be adapting this or maybe this and this can go together or blah, 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 blah. And it would <laughs> jump out at us that, like, this is great music and it doesn't really fit with orchestra the same way that it might fit for smaller forces. You right. know what I mean? So and, yeah. and like I said before, there's so much of it that it's really more about, like, choosing what you want to include, not um what, or what you don't want to include, not what right. you do want to include. You know what I'm saying? I mean, absolutely. Just to jump in on that, yeah. there's there's certain programming things that we look at all the time. Of course, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things like, have we played that city before? Um, but he's asking at the very beginning. No, right? I understand. Yeah. I understand. But there mm -hmm. are certain classics that um, we feel have to live in there. And by the way, this is all in collaboration with Nobu himself. Oh yeah, and Square right. Enix at the very beginning, talking with them on yeah. each one of these submitting program ideas. You there's know back I mean? and forth. Yeah. Right, right, it's right. It's definitely collaboration. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, for Distant Worlds, you know, I'm always looking at how good is the orchestra? How good is the chorus? What soloists do we have? You have similar situations with, with an intimate, you know. Do we have, uh, you know, a... a, a a dynamite, you know, uh, guitar player that we can add these pieces. Yeah. Um, Do I or, have that everywhere? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there are the practical considerations, 
And then there's also trying to present a program. We have a, a finite amount of time for each of these concerts. We can't just go on endlessly, right? Right. So we exactly. have to try to represent the series as best as we can mm-hmm. um, within the time constraints. So there's a you know variation. We can't just do everything from six or everything from seven or ten or fourteen. Does the ambiance play a factor too? One idea too, right? You know, does the ambiance play a factor too to that as well? Like, you know, you got a concert hall that's like maybe a certain size, you know, seating and whatnot, and certain songs may generate better through that particular venue. You you have a thought on that? I I I mean, I would say that it it does. Mm -hmm. And with this anniversary celebration program, we have a a special program planned in collaboration with our, you know, with our colleagues at Square Enix, the composers, you know, to deliver something that we think is really putting a great foot forward for celebrating these 35 years of incredible music. So, yes, that's true generally. And for this particular special program, like that's not quite as true that we're tailoring it for the hall. Right. Right. Because this is a special program that will be repeated over this 35th anniversary period. Having said that, I think it's going to sound good in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in that hall before. I think think it's going to be. uh, Oh, yeah. uh, You're going to be able to pull that off. (laughs) Yeah. But Distant Worlds, on a normal Distant Worlds, we do the same thing where you're right. If we're playing more of a traditional concert hall, we might want to have more of what we would call intimate or um, precious kind of arrangements um, where the orchestra is not slamming all the time, but we're able to, you know, pull it back and do some very creative things um, as opposed to when we're playing arenas or 5,000 seat places and plus where we feel like we need big impactful stuff over and over again, that kind of thing. Right. Like if you get too quiet, it might not translate as well. Right. There are arenas where the air handling is louder than (laughs) than the orchestra playing pianissimo, you know, small. So you got to be careful about that. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, you know, your concerts pretty much are based around a number of composers that worked on Final Fantasy. What would you say is your favorite composer that you've uh, worked with so far in the series? Oh, or that you, just your you it's your fan. <laughs> I gotta pull the questions on, you know. <laughs> That's totally unfair. Yeah, you're on, Pop. You're on. <laughs> you know, that's like when fans come up and they say to to Nobu, "What's your favorite Final Fantasy score?" Exactly. You know? And he throws up his hand. I, it's impossible, you know. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, it just to look at the scope of the composers. Yes. Uh, there, many of them have only done one game or, you know, parts of one game or majority of one game. So they're not throughout the series. Others yeah. have been used throughout the series in different shapes, you know, in different times. Right. Um, somebody like Noshi Mizuta has worked at Square Enix for a long time. And there's bits and pieces of him scattered throughout the series. Same thing with Soken, actually. He's on staff there. And so there's parts of him that that we see at different um, different points. On the other hand, Nobu Omatsu, his footprint is all over the series, right? So unbelievably, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who's who's the favorite to work with? There isn't a favorite, right. um, and the reason for that is because they're all so different. Um, Nobu, of course, has to be the you know the the uh, the composer that we look up to 
right. uh, the most and has set this template, as we said. But I mean, they're so individual. Hamauzu is much more of a, for lack of a better um, description, more of a jazz or uh, contemporary jazz vocabulary on his writing style. Um, Sakimoto is from 12. He's a much more of a, of a, I, how would you describe his his stuff more contemporary? You know, I, I think of him as like being, having a very personal style. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, in, in uh, nobody sounds like him. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. It's like he'll make and he'll throw in a choice where you're like, wow. Yeah. I did not <laughs> see that coming, you know, and, right. and it's like. And and it, and it's really exciting to feel that you know those yeah. kind of moments. I, yeah. I I think what Arnie's getting at is exactly right. And yeah. Is that um, while Umatsu-san is the lodestar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and has the most stuff, of course, right. right? And and has the most you know melodies where you're like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. I love that one. I love that one. You know, right? But right. I mean, you also what's beautiful about the Final Fantasy universe and series is that it's so inclusive of these different musical personalities and yeah. styles it's like the, the it keeps on expanding in these beautiful ways right, right. like so talk about mizuda san and some of the things that he'll do is like wow like now we got like something that really sounds like you know like we're doing like i mean selbina like we're doing like this is an irish reel basically right. like we're doing here right but, you know, but again like, go back to the early umatsu stuff no, and he actually included stuff like i know that it's all true. the way yeah. throughout he it's loves true. celtic music he That's loves true. jazz he, he loves, loves music blues. he loves music right in general you know, you're right, right. Yeah. and that opens the door yeah for these other composers, yeah. to the, right? I mean, that's it's true. That's the perspective. Makes them I feel find. comfortable about doing their genre or choice. Yeah. Well, I think about Shimamura yeah, and like Shim- what she brings to the table <laughs> is like, I mean, all the way back from like Street Fighter Two. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's like like she has like this, you know, like this like muscle, and it's like it, I, she. It's a really cool musical personality. I think about Sokin and like the the uh, audio design yeah. perspective that he right. brings to so much music that right. feels really fresh in this universe in a different kind of way to me right you know um i mean to say nothing of the crunch that's like you know a a, a, the a, a different kind of crunch than like the black mages for example but right. it also right. has something to do with that yeah. you know right. like so I yeah mean, but it's, because that was introduced in there right i agree i mean but we yeah. could go on and on about this particular yeah. <laughs> topic right like, <laughs> i will know, say this you know, to close i will say this to close out this question like um you know nobu umatsu um i swear oh. to goodness he was my his his soundtrack for remake in 2020 was savior level. I mean, <laughs> Hollow Skies. You know, you know, we went through a lot during 2020. It was just yeah. you know a hell of a lot. When Final Fantasy VII remake came out and that soundtrack came out, and then I you know myself and many of people heard Hollow Skies. Mm-hmm. There were people. I don't know if you guys have heard, but like there were people who were just. Stop pausing to play the game to just walk around the slums just to hear Hollow Skies right. loop right. back and forth because it was kind of it to to us it it was an amalgam of emotions that transitioned from despair to hope and during that time that song that that score it was it was definitive of of 2020 in our, a lot of people's opinion because that's where we were feeling exactly he captured it I don't even know if it was unbeknownst to him that he captured. I- the feeling and moment 
you know, of 2020 from that one part. So when I replayed that game, like I think two or three times, when I got to that point, I had to pause. I'm like, I'm just going to walk around so this can reloop together. And he, he gets it. I really appreciate that. Um, but I'm assuming that your group, you know, your group performing music based on game on, on a game series that you're attracting a different target audience, you know, and demographic for this type of concert. How, is the different how is uh this different from the traditional audience uh you normally perform for in front of like say a traditional orchestra audience wow well <laughs> yeah, no. I, I can tell you what i've described i mean you know when i first conducted final fantasy concert it totally blown away by the yeah. the uh the audience and the crowd the 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 way i describe the the um, audience attending these concerts mm-hmm. is the, the, the very best combination of uh, classical concerts where you, you can hear a pin drop. I mean, it's really quiet during the performance of the music because they want to hear every note. Right. It's this kind of sitting on the edge of the chair, listening to the music right. uh, attentively, mm-hmm. right? And you get that in classical concerts, right. but then you get a very reserved reaction, like oh, you know, very polite applause kind of thing. And that's where this audience goes another way. <laughs> it's the rock, the rock audience, where everything's the big cheer afterwards. Or that's what I was assuming. <laughs> yeah, but it's that wonderful combination yeah. of a roar after the concert, after the piece is performed, but really. Uh, studious attentiveness to the music and they really care they know every note of this music and so we feel very um responsible for pulling off the music the way they heard it as close as we can yes uh, to the way they heard it in the game respectfully right Mm -hmm. um it's an important thing and so it's this wonderful uh mashup audience that's it's not it's not just classical. It's not just rock. It's this kind of in-between thing, which right. is the best of all worlds. You know, I see it a little bit differently, not mm-hmm. that I disagree with yeah. you, but and, and I think you also brought up something like really important there, which is that it's like it's an incredible privilege and responsibility for us to yeah. be able to perform this music, you know, so and, and we feel that deeply yeah, every time. Um, for me, it's like people come to concerts for all sorts of reasons like if you go to you know concert hall x and whatever's on the program like there's however many people are there different individuals have all sorts of reasons that they're coming there and they're going to have whatever experiences they're having Mm. when for our concerts for these final fantasy music concerts it's incredible how much shared you know uh reasons and goals there are with people who are there. They, it's, it's very simple and pure in the sense that most people already have a deep relationship with the music, okay? And, and maybe there are some people who don't, like they're, they're somebody's uh, you know, friend or somebody's parents, right. you know, or, or all sorts <laughs> of stuff. Right. But, but that's still an important relationship to the music in a different kind yeah. of way. So most of the people have a deep relationship with the music already. Mm-hmm. And they want to have a pure live music experience. They want to be in the room together in right. community, right? You know, have it, sharing these experiences together. And I mean, and what else do you want out of a concert going yeah. audience? I mean, it's 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 almost too good to be true. Right. Is is my feeling? Yeah. I, I feel like 
they always feel that this is a very safe environment for them to come in. You know, they're amongst friends and community that share a lot of their, and you know, we'll, we'll find this all the time. When you play a particular piece, you're certainly going to have some, some audience that is really into nine or Final Fantasy 10 or 14, but they can come together as a community and appreciate all of this and hear the through line mm-hmm. of how the music has developed as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's such a, an honor to be able to do this and to do it for this long and um, for it to continue developing. We see, you know, talking about the future, we see the next three to five years of development going forward. So it's, it's really exciting for us to celebrate 35th anniversary and move forward. You know, there's a lot of new stuff on the horizon. <laughs> so interestingly with this question, have either of you ever had the time with everything that you do to actually play through any of the final fantasy games. And if so, do you have a particular favorite, Eric, I'll start with you. Oh, really? I mean, I I basically can't get him to stop playing. You know, but uh, I've got seven on my phone. That's my answer. I mean, the the answer is that, you know, yes, yes. We, I, I have definitely played the games. Um, and, uh, the truth is that like, I'm all about the music. I mean, when I was growing up, I would hang out with friends playing video games and dig the music, like let them play. Didn't have I to play it all right. Yeah. Like, they've, they've developed the skills. Let me like enjoy, you know, <laughs> like what's going on. Like, right. I'm not going to be as good at them as them without like a bunch of work, you know, like getting this in. It's not that I'm against the work, but I got like. I'm I'm a music guy. I'm all about right. music. It's just, you know, that's the truth. I, you know, and I don't like to, you know, like present it any other way. I'm in love with the the music. I love the beauty, the visuals. I think that the there are themes and I don't mean musical themes. I mean like, you know, uh uh uh, story themes plot. and you know, plot right. themes and like character themes and all sorts. A lot of there's a lot of rewarding and uh, nutritious stuff there right. that I totally dig, <laughs> and. And my core, I'm all about the music. Adding one thing, because I feel exactly the same way, but I'll also say I do have seven on my phone, but I've <laughs> got to tell you, i got to tell you, it's too damn hard. It's really difficult. Wait, do you have the options to kind of, you know, breeze <laughs> through it? Because I I also have the phone version. And I know they kind of give you a little bit of a leeway. So if it's a little bit too hard, you know, don't be afraid to just... Hit the option button. <laughs> <laughs> and I also will say... For the music. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will also say that working with the composers directly mm-hmm. is an important part for us because we actually can see the individual, What? where is the score in the game? Where? What kind of scene is it used for? Yeah. What did the composer originally intend with that? Mm-hmm. And how is it developed forward in the game? You know, what other variations are there? Working with that directly, I mean, there's so much work involved with the music production that we kind of focus on that most of the time. Yeah, there, there's a lot of complexity if you let yourself uh, if you let yourself get you know get in there, right? Like oh, that art in general. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. I got two more questions for you, but I just want to, you know, pause to say thank you very much. This has been enlightening. This has been so much fun to talk with you guys and to learn more about what you guys do for this grand, grand game series out there. Thank you. Thanks. Absolutely. So my second to the last question, you know, ask, you know, you both 
had other great opportunities outside of this concert and performance and collaborated with uh, some well-known and award-winning names in, in, in music and pop culture. Arnie, you're a Grammy winner yourself, you know, so you've collaborated with a lot of people. Who would you say is some of your favorites to work with? Oh, favorites now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for emphasizing. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, with all the artists and productions that I've worked on, it's one constant factor is the variety of these things. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so much fun. You know, you're working on films for a while, then you're working mm -hmm. on jingles and you're working on with solo artists uh, out in the world. I mean, it's the variety of all these things. And I think, honestly speaking, it's bringing all of those things to the table when we're doing these concerts. Right. Um, sync with video, um, uh, scoring for films, uh, working with solo pop artists. Who's the most fun, the most, uh, my favorite? Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we had a great time with Mannheim Steamiller for, I don't know, 20 something years. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, uh, honestly speaking, you know, working with uh, world renowned artists like Diana Ross and mm -hmm. Peter Cetera, and I can go on and on, Jewel, uh, yes. uh, all of these people. I mean, it's just each one of them brings a different uh, factor. Um, and I'm in awe of some of these people. I'll never forget with Diana Ross that she could just stand up there for three hours and deliver song after song after song. Her voice never got tired. She was just, she was ready to go on to the next thing. And I mean, <laughs> just unbelievable stamina. Um, but again, I've worked with so many different artists. It's, uh, they're all rewarding. I mean, listen, Rod Stewart was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they're all you know, fun, you know? <laughs> you know, being that I'm from Philadelphia, I would be remiss if yeah. I didn't ask Patty LaBelle, how was that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was amazing. I'll Be, tell you, it was yeah. loud. <laughs> no, no, that I sounds mean, about we right. Were, I mean, we've had different experiences right. with Patty LaBelle, right. not together, you know. Right. So that, that, you know, so I can't speak for well, my fathers the, here, but but show, yeah. meeting her at the rehearsal for right. the Oprah, you know, surprise spectacular, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and getting to work on uh, on that with her, like rehearse it with her and like yeah. try and be there, you know, as the support for her to do what she does. It's right. like, wow, it's heady stuff. I mean, and right. just watching what, you know, she does in a rehearsal. I mean, Aretha was in that same rehearsal yeah. room, wow. you know, oh. and it's like I'm and, and her entourage is like laughing at me because they're like, look at this guy. He's acting like he's in church, like he can't think it right. You know, and like, you know, I mean, and uh, I mean, I, 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 I before you go with your Patti LaBelle story, I'll just no, say real quick that like, you know, for me, being on tour with Weird Al and watching what yeah. he does every night. Yeah. Every night, whether right. we're in Billings, Montana, or we're, you know, like at the Greek Theater in L.A., right. or at, you know, like, yeah. or at, uh, you know, Forest Hills in Queens or whatever, just like right. watching what he puts out there and how he gives it, you know, every ounce of what he has to, like, maximize everybody's experience wow. is really inspiring. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there since you, you asked for something <laughs> Fantastic. Like Go, go. No, no, I mean, that's, it's true. But again, I would go back to, for me, the delight is this this big um, variety of artists. I mean, Pavarotti, Bocelli, uh, Three Tenors, all that aspect, Game of Thrones. I mean, we could go on and on, you know, there's just, 
every one of these things, it does bring something to the table when we come back and work on Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Productions. I mean, he came up doing sessions for Curtis Mayfield yeah. here in hey. Chicago and stuff. Hey. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was yeah. in his home doing sessions with Curtis Mayfield. You know, I that we could go on and on the spinners. <laughs> <laughs> I, Just I milestone after of, milestone. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, and but I mean, you put all that stuff together and the influences and and how to move forward with yeah. music, and it really does contribute to all of that. Different ways to get an orchestra to. Uh, play syncopations and accents and different ways to to adapt that in there. So um, I treasure all of that stuff. <laughs> that is fantastic. I mean, to say, and it actually segues to our final question here. I mean, like your caliber of work and Eric's your caliber of work to be able to work in the industry of gaming. You know, people, you know, 10, 30, you know, 20, 30 years ago would have gawked at the idea that your caliber of talents will be brought in for video games, you know, even in this state of pop culture, you know, in this generation, there are still some who may be a bit conservative when it comes to seeing video games as a sophisticated form of art and media. And what would you guys say to that? You know, if, you know, when somebody approaches that, that mentality, that ideology, if you will. I, I know you want to say, say something on this, no, but go, I, I, go. I want to get in here with yeah. this because, like, I, I have I want to give some you know recognition to my father on this one because, like, the truth of the matter is that one of like the coolest things professionally about this guy is how he is all about great music, you know, coming from wherever it's coming from. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, so there's no and and I really admired that seeing that growing up. You know, whether it's on the Cookie Crisp commercial when I'm like five years old. And I'm like, officially a fan now. That's one of my favorite you know, series you know, growing going up. To like a recording <laughs> section, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we right. do that kind of thing right. in Chicago, right. right? You know, like to, you know, to like what, you know, like what you're doing today. I mean, video game music, you know, live in concert or whatever else. The point is, you know, there you don't need to have some special knowledge or a secret entrance fee you know, or it does to create great music. You just need to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And like, and so I, 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 I admire the hell out of him well, for, for that. Ed. Very nice of you, but embracing all those different styles and synthesizing them so that you can actually work within them, not just appreciating it, but being able to work within those styles right. was something that was definitely a learning curve, you know, from very early on. And you get more and more comfortable with it. Yeah. You can do more things. You can bring it further. Um, you mentioned people like Curtis Mayfield and things like that. All of this mm -hmm. builds towards these things. I can tell you stories from, from now till, you know, whatever. But I think it's really important. Um, when we first started Distant Worlds, 2007, you know, there were orchestras and musicians out there that really questioned, should video game music be on the concert stage? Why, right. you know, why are we doing this? Now, years later, you're, every orchestra is doing film with orchestra. They're doing, you know, movies with orchestra. Mm -hmm. And they're asking us some of the same orchestras we've gone back to five, six, eight times. Um, they recognize what we're doing. We're bringing in a new audience that right. they haven't seen and they're trying to expose them to orchestra uh, venues and orchestra performance. Mm -hmm. And we need to grow some new audience for that for that 
art form as well. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's a lot different now than when we first started. There is a greater appreciation, and people actually recognize that video games do belong there. They belong. That you can have a concert of video. I would never forget the conversations I've had with presenters at the beginning uh, of Distant Worlds. Like, yeah, it can play when it's next to a convention, but can it actually sell a separate concert ticket to a video game music concert? Right. They didn't believe it. Right. They didn't believe it could happen. So we had to go out and kind of prove that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had to kind of establish that out there and say, look, this is what it can do, you know? Right. Clearly they believe it now. They do, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to talk with you guys. Uh, Arnie, you especially, because with you being a Grammy winner and I'm already interviewed a Emmy winner, all I'm looking for now is a Oscar and a Tony person, a Tony winner, <laughs> to get the interview, the EGOT or interviews at this point. So thank right, you for helping right. along that <laughs> Uh, thank you so much it it was really great and you're going to be there in philadelphia absolutely i I wouldn't i'm not missing it for the world that's great look forward to meeting you in person yeah absolutely oh i'm definitely i will be there in person definitely uh and while we're at it let's start plugging this event and other events that you guys have on so i'm giving you guys the floor it's all yours Okay, well, I mean, you're talking about the Philadelphia A New World Hit, which is September 16 mm-hmm. at the Irvine Auditorium at UPenn. But mm-hmm. in that vicinity, I guess we should also be talking about the Carnegie Hall hit for Distant Worlds at the beginning of January, you know? Um, and uh, we're starting, there, you yeah. know, like if we're going to talk Pennsylvania more, like there's like uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh hits yeah. for uh, coming up in September. Yeah, that's for a lot of Pennsylvania, Worlds. right? And I mean, <laughs> Pennsylvania is a big state. You know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> You know, so so those are a few things. Yeah. And, uh, vis- you know, please visit our websites, right? Yeah. FFDistantWorlds.com, FFNewWorld.com, um, you know. There's it, a lot of concerts between yeah. now and April that are in the 35th anniversary of Final Fantasy celebration mode. And uh, both New World and Distant Worlds and... Yeah, check it out. And they're totally different. I mean, we're really excited to share these special programs with you. I mean, it's a lot of fresh, special music. And special guests attending. That too. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Mm. How can you resist that? Coming from Japan to join us on a lot of these too. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't have brought that to Philly. (laughs) (laughs) We never know. We might surprise you. (laughs) All right, now. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this very special edition of Talk Time Live exclusive. Uh, exclusive. You got me y'all tongue tied now. <laughs> On behalf of myself, Arnie and Eric, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life and love all things anime, comics, movies and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. Take care. And I hope to see all of you on se- September 16th. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.